0: oh hey didn't see you guys there thanks for stopping in for your second small scoop of sports this week part two of the fantasy football extravaganza palooza I am your co-host Chris Molina join with me today is your co-host Jairo Gutierrez Jairo say what's up to the people real quick what's
1: up everyone as Chris said Episode two this week, number two, and um, where you can find me, Jairo Gutierrez, on Twitter at JGUT1010, JGUT1010. Go ahead and follow me and ask for this podcast. You can find it on Twitter as well at Small Scoop Sport. That's at Small Scoop Sport. Make sure you follow. If you could give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you enjoy the podcast, we truly do appreciate it. Chris, where can these guys find you?
0: And again, you can find me, Chrismo2413 on Twitter. Um, so if you're listening to this without listening to part one, I say you pause it, go to go back to part one, listen, kind of get football rankings, our MVPs, our busts, and half of our week one predictions. And then you can come back to it. You know, it'll make for a nice evening around the transistor or the radio or your uh, podcast app, wherever you're listening to us. Thank you for being here today and we're gonna get into part two of our week one predictions. Hydro, are you ready? ready? Go,
1: man, let's do it.
0: Okay, perfect. We got first up, we got the Andrew Luckless Colts traveling to LA to take on the LA Chargers. The Chargers are a seven point favorite. What do you Yo, got? These Andrew Luckless Colts are going to get whooped again, Chris.
1: Um, Negative seven. I'm going with the Chargers. They're definitely covering the spread. I say double digits at very minimum. What about you?
0: So would you say they might be the no luck Colts? <laughs> that is year? correct, Chris. That is correct. <laughs> I think I'll take the Chargers too, but I don't think they cover the spread. I think they win... Uh, within seven, maybe four, three-point game. It's going to be closer because they don't have Melvin Gordon or Derwin James, so they're, they're kind of hurting at the beginning of the year, too. So next, we got the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Seattle to take on the 12th man or whatever they call themselves these days in the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle's a 9.5-point favorite. Who you got in this Yeah, name?
1: I'm going to go with the uh, 12th man or whatever they call it. I do think they're going uh, <laughs> to win, but... Um, I don't think, Chris, that they're actually going to cover. Nine and a half for whatever reason, I think that the Bengals are going to at least battle. They do lose, but about for a touchdown, it's the first game. So I think Seattle wins, but it's not a blowout. What about you?
0: Okay, I can dig it. Um, I'll take the Seahawks as well, but I think it will be a blowout. I think um, the Bengals are kind of ill-prepared to take on Seattle. They just have, have a brand new coach. Who, who knew Sean McVay, so he got a job. Um, it's going to be a wake up call in Seattle, I think. So, moving on to that, we got the New York Giants against your boys, the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas' seven point favorite. Who you yep, going? I am going
1: with the Cowboys, Zeke or no Zeke. I think we do win, but. I do not think that we cover the spread. I think just like every year, especially against the G-Men, it's always a battle. Chris, it usually tends to come down to a field goal or, you know, the last drive, whatever. So I think this is no different. We win, but we win a close one, man, by like four points, three points, something like that. What do you got?
0: I got you guys as well. I think you will win by seven or more if Zeke is playing. If he's not playing, uh, hedge my bet and take the under there. I think it'll be a closely fought game, but Dallas comes out on top. So then we got the Detroit Lions, a blessed Motor City up there <laughs> against the Arizona Cardinals. Detroit is actually a favorite in this game by two and a half points. Who you got? Yeah,
1: I don't know, I don't know about that, Chris. Um, it's in Arizona. I am not a huge fan of the Lions and their team. I think the Cardinals end up winning. Um, and obviously, you know, the spread doesn't matter because the Cardinals will end up winning the game. So I do think it'll be a close game, no blowout here, but I'm taking the home team and Mr. Murray with his first, uh, win as an NFL QB. Who do you got?
0: I'm going with the Cardinals as well. They're an exciting team. You don't know what they're coming at you with, um. They didn't really show much in preseason, probably for this reason. And then, you know, Detroit's going in for the number one pick. So it's a perfect storm for Arizona. Um, (laughs) San Francisco 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo makes his return. They travel to Tampa Bay to take on Jameis Winston and the Buccaneers. This is a dead even line. So there is no favorite in this game. Yes. So it's a toss up. Who you got in this toss up? Very interesting. Very interesting. The fact that it's in Tampa Bay, I think gives the Bucks
1: a little bit of an edge other that they otherwise wouldn't have. But I'm still going with the Niners. Like you said, it is even so um, a close game. But I think Jimmy G comes back. Same thing as Kyler, man. They start off with the W and um, the Niners, you know, get that um, good victory under their belt. And hopefully Jimmy G gets some confidence. Who do you got?
0: I actually have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Remember, I told you they're going to be my second team to in the NFC. That's South. right. So they're going to they're going to get off to a good start. Jameis will, you know, I think he'll throw for about three touchdowns and three interceptions.
1: <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to hit the ref a <laughs> I didn't know of you times. were going to add the interception
0: for Chris. I have to ask.
1: All right, yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. Three and three, I'm cool with that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a close game though. Just give me Tampa Bay. So that brings us to Sunday Night Football. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers in their first game, post Antonio Brown against the New England Patriots, and their first game, post Rob Gronkowski. Who you got in this one? The Patriots are a six point favorite. uh, Sunday
1: night, big matchup. These guys always go hard at one another. Um, Six point favorite, I'm actually taking that home team um, you know, I lived there in Boston for uh, three years. Chris, you know this. And uh, I know, ooh, right, man, these people, <laughs> they love them. Some some Patriots, some, some Tom Brady. Um, so I do think that being in Foxborough, they are going to start off the season strong. And they do win by more than seven on Sunday Night Football. What are you thinking, Chris? Does Big Ben go in there and get that W in Foxborough?
0: No. Uh, Big Ben typically struggles against uh, the Patriots. They always have his number especially in foxborough so i'm gonna take the patriots with the points as well i think they're gonna just they're gonna be new england uh, unfortunately in this game i think that <laughs> so monday night there's two games like there is every week one the first game houston texans going they're marching into new orleans to take on the saints saints are a seven point favorite who you got? Yeah,
1: I'm a little surprised about this one, Chris. I actually, it might be because they're at home, but I am going to go with the Texans. I think the Texans will beat the Saints. Um, I, I think Deshaun and DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson, um, they're going to have a big, big start.
0: So I'm going to go with the Texans winning this one on the road. Chris, who do you got? I have the Texans as well. They're going to march out of New Orleans with the W. Uh, I don't like that seven point spread. I think Houston's a great team. I told you they're gonna win their division. Deshaun Watson um, just got a just got a new left tackle in Laramie Tunsell from Correct. Miami. He got a new wide receiver with Kenny Stills from Miami. He got Duke he's got Duke Johnson to throw to now. He's got Carlos Hyde to hand the ball off to, which might be a bad thing, to be honest. We'll see. But I'll take Houston. Um and then our final matchup of the night or uh, week one which seems like it's a monday night game every time exactly. they way but then the denver broncos travel to oakland to take on or wherever they're playing now uh you know vegas san francisco i can't keep up with <laughs> these guys um to take on the antonio brown josh jacobs Derek carr led oakland raiders it's an even line as well what are you feeling on this Yeah, with the even line, Chris, I think that's actually um,
1: pretty fair. Uh, It will be a battle, but I am going to take the Raiders. I uh, don't think they're going to have that great of a year, but being that it's um, division rivalry as you said it seems like they always play in prime time for whatever reason um, so I do think that they go in there and they get the W I believe they are playing in um, the Coliseum in Oakland this year I think it's also hard to keep up but yes Chris I do um, take the Raiders to win a close uh, divisional matchup what about you
0: I oh, this is so hard like the Raiders can be so good the Broncos their defense could be really good too with Bradley Chubb it's kind of unknown right now to see what kind of teams these two are going to bring, but give me give me the home team. I think they're going to show out in their last season in Oakland. Um, they'll they'll win a narrow game against the new look Broncos. And yeah, just give me the Raiders. Um, and again, these are these lines are brought to you by Caesar Sportsbook as of. August 30th 2019 they might have changed a little bit. I doubt they're going to change a lot. So if you want an updated uh version when if you're going to go place bets or whatever, uh just look it up. So are you ready for part 2 of the Fantasy Football Extravaganza Palooza? Yes, I am. Chris, yes I am.
1: Let's get into our Leagues and how we're going to do against each other. Chris, we've been doing this for a few years, so let's let these listeners know how our leagues went. How does that sound?
0: Yeah, it sounds good to me. Let's, let's do chill, it. Man. So think about it for a second. How many of you have that friend that just loves to talk fantasy football, loves to talk about his team, even though you might not care? Well, I'm that friend, okay? is that friend. We're going to talk to you about both of our teams in our league. So you better listen. You better listen well because this might be some defending champ status time. Haido, you ready to talk about your league? Oh, man, I'm so
1: ready. Are you? You ready? I hope you're good with your results, Chris, because you got to talk about them now.
0: Yeah, yeah. For the most part, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Let let the listener. Uh, how many teams is, and then scoring is it PPR standard, custom, and then we'll talk about our Perfect, teams. Perfect, man.
1: So my league, um, I actually like. A little bit different from Chris. I do it on NFL.com. This year was a
0: 10-team
1: standard scoring league. So, uh, again, we'll talk about the differences. Mine is not PPR um, with the snake draft. And just so everybody knows, um, I do one QB, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end. And then you get a flex, either wide receiver, running back, a kicker, and a defense. So keep it pretty standard. And then in my league this year, um, I got the eighth overall out of 10. And actually, Mr. Molina, Mr. Chris, was number one overall. So we'll ask him if he was um, happy with his number one overall pick. I know I liked, um, you know, my positioning. So, Chris, just to talk a little about uh, my team and highlight the um main players for my league that I'm hosting. Of course, we're playing together. Um, in this one, my top four players were Le'Veon Bell. This is the order that I chose them in, David Johnson, Aaron Rodgers, A. Aaron, and Leonard Fournette. Um, so those were my top four picks, Chris. I think that's obviously you know the bulk of the points that I'm gonna get out of this league. Um, and then from there, just again, a little bit more. These aren't the main players, but Tyler Lockett, who you were dissing on pretty hard, which I hope you're completely wrong. Um, Tyler Boyd, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Jordan Reed, who I believe will be a breakout performer this year. The Chicago Bears defense. DeeDee Dee Westbrook, who we spoke about. And then I have Greg Leg, Mr. Zerline from the Rams. So that rounds out my team in my league, Chris. I feel pretty good. It's definitely top heavy with those three running backs in Bell, David Johnson, and Leonard Fournette. And then I just hope Aaron Rodgers has a good season. For everybody else, I did get Dak Prescott as my backup, so I actually feel pretty confident that if A-Rod has a bad season, I think Dak can be a solid backup. What about you, Chris? Talk about your results in my league and kind of how you felt about your team, and then we'll transition to how it went in yours.
0: Okay, yeah, so um, I had the number one pick, like Jairus said. Um, If you remember from part one, spoiler alert, hopefully you already listened, Christian McCaffrey was my number one overall running back, so I stayed tried and true. I went with McCaffrey number one, and then I kind of went running back heavy after that. I went Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon after that, so I I went three running backs back to back to back, and then my wide receivers, Robert Woods, Stephon Diggs, I love them both, they're both they're both low-end, possible wide receiver ones for a good price. OJ Howard, we were talking about him. He's, uh, he's potential, he could be potentially the number one tight end, in my opinion, if he stays healthy. And then some of the guys on my bench, I have David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, um, Kalen Bellage. those are my backup running backs. So I have six running backs, and I think they're all great. Um, Robbie Anderson, Deshaun Jackson, Dante Moncrief, and Curtis Samuel are my wide receivers, so I actually also have six wide receivers, so six and six. I really like the depth that I have in this league. All four of those wide receivers on the bench could be starting in, in, in people's flex, especially for bye weeks and stuff like that. Where I'm not happy is what happened with my quarterback situation. So, Haido, I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you do, but I was so upset that Josh Allen was taken from me by someone who already had a quarterback. They reached, like, four rounds for Josh Allen and grabbed him before I could grab him three rounds early. And I'm I'm thinking he's going to just sit on this person's bench all year unless uh, he breaks out like I think he will. And then I'm, I'm this is the league I don't have Josh Allen in. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yes. My cute my qbs are Jameis winston and kyler murray by the way yes
1: yeah, so shout out to really quick uh, abraham <laughs> who has the only the only league chris that you're playing in where you didn't get your boy allen so yes everybody really funny after the draft they both text me we were talking some smack during the draft and chris wants allen uh, i guess they didn't come to an agreement um but yes that that was a big Difference and Chris, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you would be very, very confident and very happy with your team had you had Allen, right? Not that you're not, but I think it would have been your optimal team if you could have just gotten Allen to finish it off. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, I love my position players, running backs, wide receivers, my tight end. Actually, uh, now that you mentioned it, I did not draft a defense or a kicker, I just went and uh, grabbed a couple extra guys just to. Um, that's a strategy you can do when you're not on ESPN. You don't have to draft a kicker or defense. You can just go load up on running backs or wide receivers just to see what happens before week one and then make your decision. Like maybe I drop Jameis Winston or and then pick up my defense or something like right. that.
1: That is a very but, interesting uh, strategy, by the way, Chris. That, that That's a good one and that differs big time for me. So good, good point on that.
0: Um, before we transition here, i wanted i wanted to see what we thought of each other's teams so i really like your running backs lev bell david johnson you picked up peyton barber on the bench Um, those are great running backs peyton barber is a great value leonard fournette and your flex too i think your wide receivers with tyler lockett being your wide receiver one sorry um, you need him to perform like he did last year. If he struggles, your wide receiver core might struggle. And then you did go, you did go early on uh, defense and a kicker because you got the Bears and Greg Zerline. You're going to need them to go uh, probably number one to return on value there. Um, what was your thoughts on taking uh, defense kicker? A defense and a kicker. Yeah, early. You're,
1: no, you're right, Chris. Um, I did take them early. Like I said, that's where we differ in strategy. I actually like to fill out my roster as soon as I can. Of course, considering if I could get um, a top two or three defense, the Bears. Um, I got them in most of my leagues. They're actually, I think, you know, they should be the top defense. If not, they're going to be up there top five. So that's the reason why I took them. Um, My thinking on that, Chris, is that defense a great defense the ones that you know can get you these 15 20 sometimes even like 25 point weeks are worth going for um you know early on as you said that was i i picked them pretty high i believe that was the first defense picked um so that's my thinking there chris as i think this defense is going to be so tough that they're actually going to be worth that investment because they're going to get that 15 plus range several times this year whereas you wait kind of how you did you end up picking the end you know teams that didn't really get picked They may perform, you know, the the average, let's say, 7 to about 12, but you never know. Maybe you do get a good pick out of them. And granted, you were able to pick up a lot of other players um, instead of a defense. So I see you there. And for your team, Chris, I feel the same, man. I feel um, your top three guys in McCaffrey, Chubb, and Mixon, those are three solid backs and where again i think you have the advantage is stefan diggs and robert woods those two like you said man they're fringe number ones they could both have explosive weeks or they could obviously have slower weeks but they're more on the end of being really really good receivers whereas for me i do need lockett to play really well and i do need boyd to come into that um you know spot where maybe aj green has been for now several years be that guy to kind of, um, you know, pick it up. So I do hope that, hey, the risk that I took going going kind of early on the Bears and then on Greg leg, I think they – they I hope they pay
0: off, Chris. So just to uh, kind of push back on your, uh, your defense uh, strategy, it's a fine strategy. It works a lot of the time, and it just depends on the player. What do you like to do? Um, for me, last year, I was one of the last – people to draft a defense and i had full intention of just streaming defenses every week just whoever's got the best matchup from the defenses available i'll just plug and play however um the defense i picked in the very last round was the bears so i actually ended up having a the number one defense in the last round and i didn't even need to stream so just it just depends on what you want to do um and i appreciate your looks on my team Hopefully, I get the consistency from my wide receivers. You know, if they're not going to be explosive, hopefully, they're just consistently good. And that should be good enough to keep my team competitive. Every- right.
1: And and also, Chris, the OJ Howard pick. You did that at seventh overall. I think that might be one of the steals of the entire draft just because his ceiling, his, his potential is up there, Chris. So, I do agree. I like that one a lot as well.
0: And then, of course, with your team, Rodgers, I know you love getting uh, QB early, and we'll talk about that kind of strategy, what goes through your mind when that happens here in a little bit. But, yeah, Rodgers could be your X-Factor as well. He's obviously a lot better for fantasy right now than Kyler Murray is. Hopefully that'll change, right. though.
1: definitely, Chris.
0: And then now let's transition to my league. My league is a 12-team PPR league Um, top six make the playoffs, so it's Wild Card weekend in week 14, so, you know, the three versus a six, four versus a five, and then the the division champs get the bye week. Um, uh, with that being said, I won this league last year, I won my own league, you won your own league, let's see (laughs) how we did in this one, though. Um, so my team... I have Josh Allen. Thank goodness I learned from my mistakes in your league and I drafted Josh Allen just a round earlier than I would have. And then I have Christian McCaffrey again. I've got Carry On, my wayward son, uh, Carry On Johnson, Mike Evans, Mike Williams, Mark Andrews, tight end from Baltimore, who I said could break into the top five. I've got Chris Carson uh, in my flex. And then on my bench, I've got Robbie anderson again i think i have robbie anderson everywhere i've got dd westbrook curtis samuel uh albert wilson from miami because this happened after the kenny stills news so i went and grabbed albert wilson and then my two uh running backs on the bench are devin singletary which this happened after the mccoy news spoiler alert and then Dion Lewis. So I think I have a pretty good team. We'll get into it here in a sec after Jairo gives us his yes, team. Yes,
1: Chris, I agree. It was it was a good one. Um, one thing I'm not sure that you mentioned, or I'm sorry, you were third overall and I was second overall, right? And also I like how you added. Guys, Chris yes. did win the his league last year, but I won mine. So that is going to be um, pretty interesting. Um, see who, if, if either of us can repeat or, hey, maybe we win each other's leagues this year. Um, but so I went with, um, Alvin Kamara, as, as I said, numbers two overall. I um, think he's going to have a great year. Then I went Keenan Allen. Um, so, again, receiver for the Chargers. I also went uh, Aaron Rodgers, A.A. Ron. Uh, I hope he has a big year because I took him in a lot of spots. Yeah, Exactly. I took year. him in a lot of spots. So, we'll see. Um, I have Devontae Freeman running back for the for the Falcons. And then I took Amari Cooper, my cowboy man. I hope he, he has a good year. That plantar fasciitis may or may not be a determining factor. We'll see. Um, then I took Kenyon Drake from... Uh, Miami running back that is my flex Delaney Walker is my starting tight end and in this uh, league I did kind of a similar strategy Chris where I took The Bills defense, pretty high. Um, I think they're gonna be one of those top three defenses. And then I have Harrison Butker, the kicker for Kansas City. That rounds out my starters right there. The reason for Butker is um, that offense, man. I think that offense is gonna put up a lot of points and uh, Butker's gonna be, you know, kicking kicking in a good amount of points for me. So I think he'll make the difference. On my bench, Dak Prescott is also my backup here. So in both of our leagues, I have the same starter and same backup. Jamison Crowder from the Jets, wide receiver. Corey Davis, wide receiver from the Tennessee Titans. I have Jordan Reed, tight end for the Redskins, as my backup tight end, um, just in case Delaney gets her, or whatever it may be. I did pick up Carlos Hyde from Houston, just got moved. He could be a, a big performer, I think, if he fits in well. And I also picked up Devontae Parker from Miami, Chris. So um, I feel more confident in my bench in this league, in your league, as opposed to mine. Um, but then, you know, I'm not I'm not as confident. The starters are, are good, but it just depends. I need Freeman, like you said, and A Rod to have big years, Chris. So, um, you know, we'll see. What did you think about your team? Were you happy with your results? Obviously, like you said, you 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 have a pretty even team. What are you thinking for this season? Are you gonna repeat?
0: Uh, hopefully. I tried my best to load up again on a bunch of running backs, a bunch of receivers, you know, grabbing Chris. Did snipe me once with Devontae Freeman. Or was it your MVP? Uh he Devontae Freeman
1: is a sleeper of mine.
0: Okay, yeah, highly of him. I thought I could get him in the third round. You took him one. So I had to settle up on on Johnson. Um so how's my uh sorry i saw your message how's my uh sound right now
1: yeah you're you're breaking up a little bit chris i hope the listeners didn't get interrupted too much but um i
0: think i think we're back to good we're good yep we're good okay cool um yeah i have josh allen thankfully um so i wanted to talk about more about your team so of course, it's not as good as your team in your league, but that's 10-team 10, 10 to 12-team. That That's bound to happen. Right. But, you, I mean, the one question I wanted to ask you is why Alvin Kamara over Christian McCaffrey? I was sweating out that decision. I wanted to run CMC, and then you took Kamara. So I'm curious as to why.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, actually, Chris, it was like we talked about after... Um, it was actually a really difficult decision, um, just because I think they're actually both quite similar. Um, they, Kamara, I think, is going to score a little bit more touchdowns. That, that's actually what the difference was. I was just thinking, hey, the Saints getting there close, I think Camara is going to punch it in more often than CMC. The other difference is what if Cam Newton ends up getting hurt again, Chris? Um, that's what I'm thinking about is it's going to affect These teams are now focusing so much on CMC, as you mentioned earlier, he performs on almost every area of the field. So I think he's going to be the focal point of these defenses, whereas I think the Saints have a little bit more to kind of distract from Kamara. So that was literally the the only difference, Chris. I know you wanted CMC. I almost took him, but I really like Kamara. I've had him before. Um, And now with Ingram out, I know Latavius Murray has been um, added to the Saints, but it's just, ing- I mean, sorry, Kamara is the man, and so I'm actually really excited. I think he's gonna have a great year. What about you, Chris? Would you have done the exact same had you been in my shoes? You would've, you would have been second overall. You would have taken CMC no matter what, right?
0: Yeah, um, he he was my uh, he was my running back a choice between those two. I was fully prepared to take who you didn't there. You had the tough decision. I didn't. I was just, you know, if you takes Camaro, I take CMC. If you take CMC, I take Camaro. Um, but you did uh, address a good point about Cam Newton. But I, I don't know. Uh, you know how Cam Newton was hurt towards the end of the year last year with that shoulder injury.
1: Yes. Yeah. No. Definitely.
0: So in that, um, so down the stretch when uh, Christian McCaffrey had to had to play for their backup QBs, which I don't even know their names off the top of my head. Um, In that game against Atlanta in week 16, he had 21 carries for 101 yards. um, And then he had 12 receptions for 77 yards. So that kind of gave me comfort knowing like if Cam Newton goes down again, um, these guys that these backups are going to hyper target Christian McCaffrey and I'm going to get a lot of PPR points so that was kind of my
1: that is true and you did go over that that um, you know we compared that again uh, after the draft the PPR difference for C- uh, CMC, I think it, he does have a slight edge. But then we go back to those touchdowns where I, I think, you know, obviously this is my guess. Camaro will score a little bit more, Chris. So they're going to be pretty even, man. And again, we, we'll we see at the end of the year. Did I make the right decision or did I not? Because in the end, like you said, I chose actually. You just got the other guys. So I hope I don't end up regretting. Yeah. And, you know, at the end say, man, McCaffrey was almost an MVP candidate or whatever. And be like, you know, <laughs> that's why. So we'll, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll see how, how it progresses.
0: So, um, if you can peg one weakness on my team, what would it be? You could, you could talk smack if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. One, I mean, Chris, I would say that the – give me
1: one second here. I want to make sure – give me one second here. I think – So, yeah, well – Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, no, no. Yeah. Sorry about that. I would say that the receivers, Chris, um, like you said, you have Mike Evans, but Mike Williams being the number two receiver on a team, granted, you have McCaffrey, Kerryon Johnson and Chris Carson, who are your three strong starters. Those are legit number one running backs, So that's an advantage. But I would almost say you need to have D.D. Westbrook or Mike Williams have a really good year. They both have the potential to, especially Westbrook, as we have spoken about Um but if they happen to be the other end, Chris, where, you know, they they underperform and aren't really that guy that we kind of expect him to be, I think that's going to be your weakness is the wide receivers. And Chris, I got to break it to you, man. I'm not a huge Josh Allen guy. I know you're picking him all over the place and I know you're hoping that he's going to be the dude, but... Um, i don't see it chris so that's just you know the, those are my two the receivers you have the potential and if they have good seasons you're there josh allen is the same thing man it's the boomer bust um you're kind of risking it with him but dude if it works out you're gonna end up crushing it why because nobody was picking it, man it was one of those guys that was just there except for my league i guess so I, I think so chris what about what about you when you look at my team what do you think i i should kind of fear
0: so uh, I appreciate that um, with Josh Allen. Yes, he's boomer bust. Um, I'm staking my claim in him everywhere. If he busts, I'll be kind of sad. <laughs> but uh, like, let's look at the QVs on the waiver wire in my league. Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matthew Stafford, Nick Foles, Jacoby Brissett. There is enough there that I can play the waiver wire game if Josh Allen doesn't work out. And then look to see who's playing who, which week. Uh, who has, you know, who has the best matchup. So hopefully I can be able to do that if Josh Allen doesn't perform like I think he will. Exactly. No,
1: I agree with that, Chris. That's true. And if Josh Allen isn't, you're essentially going to be picking from a group of guys that is probably performing more or less the same. So in reality, you know, you're going to be able to kind of substitute for him, especially if
0: he's playing very, very poorly or gets injured. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for your team, I think depth is a concern with me. I love your starters, Kamara, Freeman, Kenyon Drake, you know, Keenan Allen, Cooper, good wide receivers. But in your bench, um, you have Corey Davis, uh, Jamison Crowder, and Devontae Parker for your receivers. All of them can be good, but like, if hopefully nothing happens, but if something did happen to one of your starting wide receivers, I think you would be uh, struggling to figure out who to start on a week to week basis in, in that wide receiver position or running back. Cause you have, um, I think you only have Carlos Hyde as your back. You're right. So I think uh, it's, a, it's still a good pick. Carlos Hyde could be great with Houston uh, with Lamar Miller going down. They have like 200 plus carries um, to dish out to Hyde or Duke Johnson or both. Um, and like I said, your starters are great. It's just if I had to peg a weakness, it would be your.
1: Bench. No, you're right, and I appreciate that, Chris. You're, if if there are injuries, especially if for whatever reason, Keenan Allen and Omari were to go down, to be honest, I think my uh, I think my hopes of winning this league would would yeah would be <laughs> very very dramatically impacted.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, it's same with anyone. Uh, you, Nobody knows when injuries will happen or it's just uh, when it happens, we got to right. adjust. But anyway, so uh, that's that's both of our teams. Um, good luck to you, Jairo, in my league. You're going to need it. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Hey, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming for you, man. I, I
1: wanted I wanted the two years prior to last year. So I'm coming for my three of yeah, four titles. Did. OK, Chris, I'm coming for it. And I got third place, man. I wasn't far off. I'm coming for you.
0: So you're trying to be the Warriors here and I'm trying to be the Lakers going back to back. Um, So our last segment of the Fantasy Football Extravaganza Palooza is uh, Hydro and I are just going to talk about a couple different strategies, tips, tricks, do's, don'ts, stuff like that. And then we're going to wrap it up and then that's it for Fantasy Football. And, you know, you might hear it from every now and then, uh reactions uh how we're doing in our league stuff like that but the extravaganza palooza is is unfortunately going to come to an end with this next segment
1: you ready let's do it man let's share the way we draft i know it's a little bit different let's share with our listeners and see what they think chris
0: okay perfect let's do it Welcome in to the final segment of the Fantasy Football Extravaganza Palooza here at Small Scoop Sport. So this one we're just going to talk about strategy, strategies, tips, tricks, stuff like that. And um, the first one I want to talk about is the early QB strategy versus the late QB strategy. Hydro, as long as I've known you, you've been taking A-Rod everywhere you, uh, you can. Uh, tell me why that's a priority for you you're right you're right chris um for as long as we played which
1: i think this is at least our fourth if not fifth year i've always been a guy um my strategy is chris you have to go one and two wide receiver running back be it two receivers two running backs whatever it may be after that what i always think is there's usually about two or three quarterbacks chris that are the top guys meaning they are actually set apart from pretty much from the field and this year there was two of them for me it was pat mahomes and aaron Rodgers. so i always want to get that quarterback the reason being as well is once i have that quarterback i feel chris that my decision week to week is i'm not gonna have to be struggling too much to say like who am i gonna start is it worth the matchup is it not of course you always want to have two good quarterbacks but i just think a rod man like I told you, he's my MVP candidate. Um, I think it's very important to consider the outside circumstances as well. As we know, he lost his coach, but that was actually a good thing in the situation because him and Coach McCarthy, their, their relationship had run its course and they really weren't performing well anymore. So the other thing, Chris, is that people have been criticizing Aaron Rodgers heavily. I think he's been kind of forgotten. And, um, you know, people are just saying, oh, he's, he's kind of like an average now. He's not really the guy anymore. That, coupled with Lefleur, the new coach, I think <laughs> they are going to make a good tandem, Chris. And it's going to be A-Rod having a great year. So, you're right, man. That's my strategy. I'm always three or four, man. I'm taking a quarterback, and I did it in each of the drafts that we had together and as well as my other ones, man. What about for you, Chris? Because you actually you know, you're almost the complete opposite where you end up almost waiting to the end. And the one thing I want to point out, this is that is very interesting. Like I said, Chris, I won, you know, two of the last three years in your league. Last year, I was third. You won your league last year. So it's like we've both seen success. What do you think? You know, how do you feel about that super different approach?
0: Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Um, You know, it's always nice to have that superstar quarterback leading your team into battle every week. Um, and there's no one better to do it than Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to read to you uh, his fantasy football finishes in the, in the last 10 years. This is for just a, like, a regular league that like we're in. 2009, first. 2010, second. 2011, first. 2012, second. 2013, he got hurt. 2014, first. 2015, seventh. 2016, first. 2017, he got hurt. And then last year, he was sixth. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, that, I hadn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that actually, Chris, that's quite interesting actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a stud. He's going to, he's, uh, when he's healthy, he's always going to finish in the top 10. Just where my concern is, um, investment on return. Usually you're taking him around the, you know, between the third and the fifth rounds just depending on year to year between third and fifth round. Um, but you know who was the number one quarterback in the league last year? Who was that, Chris, for fantasy purposes? Pat, Pat, right? Yeah. Pat Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes was the number one QB by a mile. And do you know where he went in fantasy football? Oh, drafts? man,
1: last year. Yeah, he was high up there, right? Nobody expected that, Chris.
0: Nope. He was taken in the 14th round in our wow. league. Some leagues he was undrafted. You know, I took him in a couple leagues, you know, 12th round and later because I like to wait on QBs, and then he was just absolutely money. Number two, Matt Ryan. He was taken in the 10th rounds in leagues last year. So those are insane, crazy good returns on investment. Aaron Rodgers was the sixth QB last year, which is great. But you pay I think you paid the number one price for him, if I'm not mistaken, when you took him. Yeah,
1: it was um, close, definitely. It was top top two picks, I think, last year. So obviously, he didn't. That one wasn't as worth, um, you know, as it has been in the past.
0: So yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, even though he was still great, um, you're kind of forced to start him every week, even when you know he's kind of hobbled even though even when you know he's gonna, he's injured or he's playing like the bears or someone you have to start him that he, i mean you pay that price for him so with me uh josh like for example josh allen provides me with such flexibility um if he hits i'm a very happy i'm gonna take my victory lap and the next week's episode if he hits in week one um but if he doesn't, like I said, I can just I can just boot him from my team. I can bench him. I can add someone from the waiver wire, like Kirk Cousins, who's going to have a good year. For you, you wouldn't be able to add Kirk Cousins, um, considering. If you did, he would be your third quarterback and you'd probably never Right, do. right. So that's kind of my thought no, process. It, it, Chris,
1: I, that's a great analysis. The, I have a question for you, which actually, very interesting that it's happening week one. So I did, like I said, in both of our leagues, I drafted A-Rod and I drafted Dak. I'll be honest, Chris, as of right now, um, of this you know, recording, I am not 100% set on starting A-Rod week one in neither of the leagues. Why? Because they're going to Chicago um, it's the first game of the season and Dallas is playing the Giants at home. So it's quite funny that you say that because obviously he was my third pick in both leagues. Um, but I might not even start in week one, Chris. So, you know, what comes to mind there? Do you think that because I'm doing it right away, maybe that's already a waste of such a high pick or, or, you know, what do you think there?
0: So, yeah, I think that's tough. That's kind of what I was talking about. Um, Yeah, he's going to Soldier Field on a Thursday. So like if he has a bad day, you're gonna have to live with that until Sunday just thinking about it. I hate when that happens. Um, but then like do you bench Aaron Rodgers? Do you you know, you take your third pick and you put him on the bench for a week when he has a tough matchup? Even though I agree, Dak has a great matchup this week. And um that's kind of my thought process there. So, for example, my third pick is On Johnson. When am I ever going to bench on Johnson when he's healthy? Um, and then Josh Allen, I'm just, you know, I'm playing playing it week to week, basically. So, what yeah, do you think? Yeah, no,
1: that's, I mean, that's where the difference is, Chris, for sure. It's more, you know, uh, um, the, the feeling of guilt, you know, of saying, like, how am I going to bench my third overall pick on the first week? You know, and whereas you, like you said, you have Allen. And if he performs well, you super won that pick. If he performs poorly, you say, hey, man, who's the next guy up? Kirk Cousins. He can't be much worse. So, then you, it's really a, a win-win, in my opinion. Whereas, for me, Chris, if I bench A-Rod, which I'm strongly considering and he plays super well, then I'm gonna be mad at myself because I'm gonna say, that was my third pick, why would I bench him? Yeah. But then he plays poorly, and it's like you say, Chris, that, that score is gonna be there from Thursday, I'm gonna have to wait all the way till Sunday, and to make matters worse, if Dak happens to ball out against the Giants, Then I'm gonna be super pissed that I didn't start Dak. You know what I mean? So this week, uh, I mean, (laughs) this is something. (laughs) It's a tough. Yeah, we'll talk about it because again, Dak has a very favorable matchup against a team that he knows extremely well. Um, And we'll hit on it, Chris. I guess next week I'm either gonna be very happy or very mad, Chris. So we'll we'll find out on next week's episode how what decision I made and how you know how I ended up uh, feeling about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, um, and then it goes without saying, even though I'm kind of picking at your uh, strategy here a bit, I mean, you won my league. you played in it four times. You've won it two of the last three years. You took third last year. And then me on the opposite end of the spectrum, I took first last year, and then the year before that when you won, I took third. So it, it's not a do-or-die strategy. So early, late QBs, it's up to the fantasy footballer himself um what what he wants to do and how he makes the rest of the team work definitely out. so we're going to transition to any do's and don'ts you have for uh you know drafting or waiver wire pickups or anything like that um do you have one one to start us off, either a do or yeah, a don't. one one do Chris that I've learned in these uh, you know, last
1: let's say like you said, five years that, that we've played. Um, sometimes I think we have an idea of how we want to build our team. Um, starting with a certain position. At least again, I'm speaking just from personal opinion, I say, no matter what, regardless of, of order, I'm gonna go with the running back or with the wide receiver. And I've made that mistake in the past. Um, So my do is always take the best available. I know it sounds, you know, redundant, but I'm saying the best available regardless of position. Um, again, your order obviously impacts, but I've done it before where I say, regardless, even if there's a better wide receiver available, or I think he's better, I say, I want to start with the running back because there's not going to be a good enough running back available on my next pick. And I've regretted that decision, Chris. So that's my first do is pick the best available, even if it wasn't the guy or the position, I should say, that you were thinking about before, if that makes sense, Chris. What about you? Do you yep. do you have a do or a don't that comes to mind right away from experience?
0: So, yeah, I, I like what you're saying there. Um, I was actually kind of the same way this year. So every mock draft I was doing, I was like, all right, I got I to gotta make sure I get a couple running backs, a couple receivers early. And then as the summer went on, I'm like, wait, from where I'm positioned at, so third pick, I can get such good running backs. Um, they're best available. I don't have to reach for receivers just because I'm lacking in receivers. So that's kind of how my drafts played out. I you know, took best available, and a lot of the times those are running There backs. you go. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so my, I'm going to start with the don't do not handcuff your bench spots and what what i mean by that is i don't mean like don't draft a handcuff like a running back handcuff so for like zeke it's like tony pollard or for um Gurley, it's you know darrell henderson i'm saying don't handcuff your bench with backup kickers backup defenses and if you can help it backup tight ends Sometimes you can't help it. You gotta, you gotta kind of uh, roll the dice with your tight ends, trying to pick between two every week. But backup kickers, um, you're just, you're getting rid of a spot for someone who, you know, doesn't really matter. <laughs> Unless you have, when your bye week comes, just drop your kicker and pick up someone else. If you have Greg the leg or someone like that, you kind of have to, you know, bench him and have two kickers for that week. But then you're good after that. But you know, some people like to take backup kickers, which is weird. Backup defenses, which is weird, unless you have the Bears again. Um, just drop whoever, whatever defense you have, and pick up best available matchup. That's what I have. Interesting. Think.
1: I like that a lot, Chris. And you know what? My don't actually is is around that, but kind of the opposite. So what I think is, Chris, is. Um, that I've seen happen to many, many people is that they load up on the same position player. So kind of how you did actually, where you have a lot of wide receivers and a lot of running backs, but my don't is doing it with the intention of being like, all right, I'm gonna draft a bunch of receivers, a bunch of running backs that I think are gonna be worth something. And then right after the draft, start asking people like hey do you need a running back do you need a receiver because what i've seen happens is you load up you have let's say three and three ready to trade you feel no remorse if you traded any of them but the person that you're trying to trade to realizes oh man this guy has for example no wide receivers i'm not gonna trade my best receiver for almost anyone so in a sense it ends up working against you that you load it up on all these people because they know that's what you're looking for you know what? does that make sense chris so it's like doing it on purpose with the intention of trading and people are like you know what i know this guy's receivers suck i'm not trading him anything so they rather stick than try to give you a good receiver to complement your super stacked running backs or vice versa
0: that is a such good advice so extend that to qbs as well I can't tell you how many times over the years I've seen someone, you know, take two QBs right away early and it's like, all right, I'm going to trade one. Or even three QBs, like three really good QBs. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to trade two of these guys and I'm going to get some good players. Just, just go draft those good players. What are you doing? Hoarding- exactly.
1: Uh, <laughs> What's the point? Yeah, yeah. You're hard. <laughs> just get the guy when you have the chance instead of being like, I'm going to trade him later, man. Somebody's going to want him. They're not going to probably want him, dude. Like, <laughs> you know.
0: And then you're going to be stuck with players. Like for me, I um, – I like the depth because uh, to guard for injuries, you know, to play matchups, stuff like that. But I'm not taking a bunch of running backs or receivers with the intention of trading some away. So that's great advice.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, no. So th- those are our do's and don'ts, everybody. And so now to wrap up uh, today's second uh, episode, we want to let you know what's going to be coming up on next week's episode. So Chris and I um, will be talking about our week one review and from there we're actually gonna see how our picks ended up doing with an overall record tracker so as the season goes by guys you guys are gonna find out whether chris and i are 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 on point or if we've had very bad prediction luck so we're gonna talk about that Following that, we'll also give our predictions for week two of the NFL season. And then, guys, we're going to transition a little bit. And what we're going to do is we're going to begin what we call our decade by decade all-time champions comparison. For all major sports, again, for each decade, we're going to start, guys, with the 1980s. This is going to include champions from basketball, football, baseball, fighting, and much more, guys. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about the champions of the decades and who we believe would have come out on top had there ever been a competition within that decade for just the champions, okay, guys? So, we hope to have you guys here, have you guys listening. Um, I just wanna say that you can reach me on Twitter at JGUT1010, JGUT1010. And I wanna personally thank everyone for listening to us, for supporting us. We really appreciate it. We're really excited to be doing this podcast and we hope that you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoy making it. So Chris, if you want to close out with your Twitter information and say peace to our lovely listeners.
0: And again, uh, I'm excited for um, the new segment we're unveiling. Who doesn't love to talk about the past? Uh, Whether you love sports teams, you love champions, I can't go five minutes talking NBA without someone bringing up Michael Jordan. So we're going to bring back some of the nostalgia. We're going to bring back the 80s nostalgia. Hockey, too. The great one um, played in the 80s. So we're going to talk some hockey as well. And then we're going to go decade by decade until we're, till we're here in this decade. And then we might throw it back to pre-80s baseball because that's a lot of history there we're talking about. Hopefully you join us next week. It's going to be fun. Uh, find Hydro at his Twitter handle. Find the uh, podcast at Small Scoop Sport. Find me at ChrisMo2413. And this is us signing out. Later,
1: guys.